This is Uncle Wano from One Soul. I've been meditating in another virtue of our Lord for another week, and now I hope I get to help One Soul. Well, this week, um, looking at the news, or watching the news, and seeing everything that is happening around the world, especially in our in our home, that is the Holy Land, because it's a home of our brother of Christ, the land that. God chose for his son to be born. So I like to consider Jerusalem and the Holy Land like our home because it is a home. So everything that is happening there right now, it's really moved me to meditate on compassion because it's true. This is a consequence of evil, of the devil, 100%. This war is is a consequence of the original sin in humanity, of uh, of our wanting power, of our wanting money, of putting other gods as instead of God in our lives, and and this is and there's so many people that are suffering the consequences of this war, and because of these and praying about this and fasting about these. I've been meditating on the virtue of compassion in our Lord because it's something that our Lord exercises as well at all times during his public life. Every time he approaches somebody, he can see through them. He can see their suffering. He can see their battle. So our Lord is compassionate. And because this is what the word compassion means, is a lot easier to understand if we if we see the word in Spanish. The word is in Spanish is compasión, and they in the word compasión means with passion, but passion not that much as an intense feeling. Is passion as the passion of Christ, the suffering of Christ. So, it is compassion is to suffer with the other person, is to put yourself in their skin, is to really. Feel what the other person is feeling. It's like being empathetic, but to a great extent, in a supernatural level. That is what we want when we want to exercise this virtue. That's what our Lord does. He puts his heart and soul to understand that person. Of course, he does it to a, to a divine degree. But we can do it to a human degree with a supernatural outlook. This is important for us when we deal with others. And for this, I've been thinking of different scenarios in which our Lord shows compassion and what we can learn from Him. So the first one, the first one I was thinking is when He talks to the rich young man. He wants to be saint. He wants to get to heaven. He wants to follow Jesus. But our Lord looks at him with pity when he walks away sad because he was very rich and he was very attached and he was not, be, he was not able to follow his vocation. So that's why our Lord suffers with him, feels pity on him because he was not able to follow him. So when we see somebody that is away from Christ, now of course... I'm not saying that lives in sin. I'm going to get there. But somebody that has the potential to have a beautiful relationship with God. You can tell that God has plans for him. 
but he's attached to the earthly life. He's just plus just just complacent with the Sunday Mass, with doing the bare minimum in his relationship with God. That should that should move us to feel compassion for that soul and pray for him. Another time is with the adulterous woman when she's going to be stoned to death by all those people. And our Lord grabs it by the hand after he's made all the people that wanted to stone her to death go away. But make them realize that they are sinful as well. He probably even looked with compassion to those men and probably women that were going to stone this woman. And then she, he looks at her and tells her, where are the people that were condemning you? Why well, don't condemn you either? And that compassion of not judging her, she's, she's repented for her sins. Well, that beautiful compassion of realizing her struggle, her battle, her sorrow, and feeling it with her and make her feel joyful and forgiven this is something that we need to do so many times because we tend to judge too quickly many times but if we put ourselves in the shoes of the other person we might see that there is actually a battle a a deep suffering there that we can help as well with the man in the pool that man that was just sitting by the pool for more than 30 years, waiting for somebody to help, for something to happen. But really, he was not doing much. He had lack of virtue. And this should be something that should move us as well. The same that our Lord asked him, do you want to be healed? And he said, yes. We're the same. When we see people that want but they don't put the means. That should move us to want to pray for them as well. Then the blind man, Simeon, have mercy of me, a sinner. When Jesus says, just call them, bring me with what joy, because Jesus feels compassion on Simeon, what joy he has. And eventually when he recovers his sight, Our Lord teaches us so well that independently of the defects of the other person, we need to have hope in them. We need to feel the way they feel and get there. Get in the skin of the other person and feel with them what they are suffering. So then we can help. Then we can bring Jesus into the equation and really have an impact in those people. Then as well, during the Passion of Christ, there is a moment that every time I read it, really, really touches me. Because it's when he looks at the women that were crying, that were actually feeling compassion for him. They were feeling the pain that Jesus was feeling. And that's where they were crying. But Jesus says to them, Don't cry for me, but cry for your children. Because if they do this to the green wood, what will they do to the dry? This is very intense. 
because it's true. Through these words, we can understand human suffering. Because if they did that to God, to the Son of God, what, what, why do we complain when something happens to us? Or when we are persecuted? Especially when we've been told that we'll be blessed and, and, and raised in heaven when we're persecuted for Him. But our Lord is telling us here that cry for the others. For those that are dry, for those that are human, because they will suffer even more. Because if God is being persecuted, the rest of us will as well. So this point is very, very important. There is so much beauty and compassion hidden in this sin. So on one side, one more time, in the fact that we will suffer because if God has suffered, we will suffer probably even more. But also to cry for those that are suffering, like these women. It is so beautiful how our Lord, through the, through the evangelists, he's shown it, she, He shows us all this beautiful scene that teaches us so much. And then as well, when he looks at the crowd and sees them as sheep without a shepherd and then he preaches to them so he feels compassions for all these people so you can see in all these scenes how there is a different there are different degrees of compassion from the very individual compassion to the soul of a person to the sins and the sinful life of others or even to the whole crowd that doesn't know where they're going and they're suffering as a whole. In all these scenarios, with ignorant people, people that they don't know God, that don't have faith, that they don't know the church, people that live in sin, people that are drawing all the people towards sin. When we see war, war pushed by gods that are not our God, the evil that does to all those around, the martyrs that are being sacrificed for the faith, for following Jesus, and also for sickness, people that are just battling through sickness over and over, or just physical, mental, or emotional suffering. All these things need to have an impact in our hearts and in our souls. And push us to pray. To take all these things to pray and tell our Lord, Our Lord, we need your help. Because even though we know that you will not send a cross without the graces to carry it. It is very hard, humanly speaking, to carry it. And so many people don't have the supernatural outlook to carry the crosses. And we might be that reflection of the light of Jesus in their life and that light will be seen by us suffering with them the same way that Jesus suffers with us he picked the cross of our sins during his passion the the compassion and empathy that he had in order to suffer so much so he could take our pain. So it is just fair that now we are the one taking 
that lead with him, holding God in our hearts and in our souls and suffering with others. And the other thing, apart from prayer, that this should move, this should move us to is to atonement, to want to pick up the crosses for real, physically, through mortification, through sacrifice, through fasting. Physical pain is not comparable to spiritual pain, but it does help. Jesus is our model. For all the spiritual pain of humanity, he went through the toughest physical pain that any human being has or will ever suffer in history. So physical pain is important. And I'm not talking as for the sake of the pain. Pain for the sake of the pain is actually a sin. But pain that could come from fasting, from um, from any type of physical pain that comes through from compassion, from wanting to identify ourselves with Christ and wanting to bring souls closest to closer to God, it is sanctifying. So let's ask our Lord today to fill with the heart, with His heart, with His beautiful heart, to teach us to feel like Him. And also to feel the pain, the spiritual pain of those people that are choosing to offend God, that are intentionally choosing to offend and inflict more pain in in the heart of Jesus and Our Lady. And also all those that are drawing other people to sin, committing a scandal. That should hurt us spiritually. The other day, I explained to my mother, she she's a holy woman, and this is one of the examples that I always see in her. She was not very aware of all the evil that is happening today in Israel and Palestine, that the terrorists are doing to both the Palestinians and the Israelites. And I explained to her a few things that were happening that I will not detail here. When my mom heard it, she just burst into tears because it hurt her. She's probably one of the most empathetic people I've ever known. And she's a suffering person. She is, is, she's really got this virtue. So, yes, so like, like my mother is an example on this, and, I, and I'm happy to say it, because she sees with the eyes of Christ, and she can see what hurts Christ, what hurts Our Lady, and that is what we should aim for. Of course, my mother would not be perfect, but in this, she modeled this virtue and gave me that example and push to make this podcast today. I want to finish mentioning another mother, a beautiful mother who is a saint, that is the mother of St. Augustine, St. Monica. She was compassionate of her son, even though her son didn't know that he was suffering, but he was suffering because of his distance from Christ, because he didn't have Christ in his soul. He was suffering in the unknown. So his mother was able to see that, and was compassionate of him. 
and that compassion and suffering eventually draw him back to the faith, draw him back to Christ. So let's ask in Monica as a model of compassion, for compassion for those in sin, for those unaware of Christ, for those away from Christ. So we say, Monica and Our Lady, consolation of the afflicted, we ask our Lord now to build in us a heart like His, a heart full of compassion and empathy, a heart capable of suffering with the other, of really putting itself in the situation of the other person and look at them with a supernatural outlook and carry their cross with them, pray for them, sacrifice for them, and consequently be a reflection of the light of Christ in the lives of many. This is Uncle Bueno from One Soul. It's been a pleasure talking to you today, and I look forward to talking to you soon.